So, okay, Thomas, why you go? Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to a new episode of uh, The Three Watchers. Uh, we... It's not called The Three Watchers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be a long one. It is going to be a long one. Oh. <laughs> Want to go again? <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Tree Watchers. Uh, this isn't. Uh, oh, fuck it, go for it. <laughs> I'm Don't do that. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, well, third time's a charm. One more time. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Deep breath, you'll be fine. Welcome back, everyone, uh, for a new episode of The Three Watches. Uh, this is a podcast where an Englishman, a Frenchman, and a Canadian walk into a watch shop. What's happening after is what we discuss here. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good. How are you doing, Thomas? I got through in the end. <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> I try not to admit with English today. Well, yeah, I was—I was going to say it was pretty impressive, but I thought—I thought we were the Tri Watches podcast. You, I, it still sounded like you were saying three. Yeah. <laughs> but you did, uh, yeah, but you did better than I did last week, so that's fine. That's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. Uh, How is everyone? Pretty good. Pretty good. Everybody have a good week. As good as it can be right now. Yeah. yeah fair enough. It's not exactly great, but you know, it is what it is. Oh, so, as uh, uh, unlike unlike any other time we've done this, uh, shall we try and start off with uh, what everybody's wearing? Yep. I mean, I, I hope you mean wrist check because I'm doing. I've been working <laughs> from home, and yeah. you can see like yeah. the top half. I know. Don't don't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad uh, the audience doesn't doesn't have a video, so we don't see uh, Cam wearing his best pajama at the moment. <laughs> I sleep in my boxers. What are you talking about? <laughs> that is what he meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm wearing my... can't remember this reference number on these. It's the second generation Seiko Black Monster, which is, I want to say, like the SR... SPXR something. Yeah, it sounds like a good uh, bunch of random yeah. letters strung together. It sounds like a Seiko <laughs> reference. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've had this few years now. Um, it goes everywhere with me. It does everything, really. It's my travel watch. It's been to the bottom of the sea, was uh, up a few mountains, and it's just a real tough piece. I've got it on the um, Watch Gecko mesh bracelet at the moment, and it just feels even more solid with cool. that on it, because it's a hefty lump. That's the one you took to Peru with you, isn't it? Yes, this came to Peru with me, yeah. This went to Peru with me uh two years ago and it went to dominican with me it's been scuba diving a few times it's just yeah i was about to say it doesn't miss a trick but i actually did have to have the movement replaced in it totally oh really about, yeah wow uh, a couple of months ago sam did it for me at her shop oh okay uh, it just started suddenly started losing like minutes a day just out of nowhere oh wow did you do I, I wasn't I well, I thought maybe it went through the airport scanner like one too many times. Oh yeah, because it had been on like so many flights. This like it over just the past year magnetized itself. I just thought, well, that's what I thought, and then to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what it was because they were like, it's so much easier just to easier and cheaper just to replace the whole movement in these than it is to actually service it. Yeah, mm. so it was just whole new movement and everything. And I think I, I think it was like 150 quid or something like that to get the whole thing done. Well, it's it's cheaper than buying a new one, right? And yeah, yeah. These, I mean, these have gone up now like crazy. But. Oh, it's ridiculous what the like the first and second gen monsters are going for online now. Because yeah. I was like, uh, like, I know the like the first gen. Actually, it's the the first and second gen. It's the orange monsters that seem to drive the premium. Because yeah. um, like I, I noticed that like a second gen orange monster is like eight hundred bucks online. It's just is it that much? Yeah. I mean that's and I mean I I gave my brother-in-law a second gen orange monster years back but I tell you what it was nowhere near that price when I gave it to him <laughs> So yeah no it's just a nice little daily wearer that just I can put it on and not care 
Yeah. Oh no, I actually have scratched a crystal on this as well. <laughs> Remember that now as well. Like the fact that that's this, how you can, this is the thing. I was about to say you can like bang it into anything or like, but yeah, I keep remembering things. So it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's probably not as great as I'm making out. And the fact that the movement's totally crapped itself. Just <laughs> watch I own. I've replaced every somehow. part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that triggers well, broom. Especially, I mean, especially after saying twice, you can bang it, don't, don't care about it. <laughs> them and it will carry on working. Uh, no, actually, I replaced the, uh, the entire movement and I replaced yeah, the crystal. You can get. Yeah, I didn't care about it when I did it. <laughs> True story is Dave was using it as a hammer. I mean, this is lockdown time anyway, so couldn't find his tool. Well, there's a tool watch, so you know. Yeah, oh, well, done. well done. Very good. Anyway, okay, Tom, Thomas, what are you wearing? Thomas, what about you? Okay, so I wanted to try um, a watch which I wasn't sure actually I liked it uh, for quite some time now, even if I really like the family it comes from. I'm talking about the, uh, the Deep Sea, uh, the James Cameron, uh, James Cameron sorry, edition, so the one with the faded uh, blue and the green uh, um, uh, naming. I have to say, it looks like you took a regular Sid Weller and that guy went to uh, Fat Burger for three months in a row. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you have, I mean, it's a big chunk on your wrist, uh, but this watch looks completely out of proportion. Yeah, I, I've always I've always thought that about the the Rolex Deep Sea is is that at least the fir the first gen of it I think they've I think they've they've did they tweak it at some point where they actually increased the size of the bracelet because I know the thing I always it's found just that the was odd we used to have. yeah because the thing I always found odd with that one and um it was the fact that it was it was the the same like it was the same bracelet that you, essentially that you get on either the Sea Dweller yeah, or the Submariner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's a it's a twenty mil, and then it and it still tapers the same way and stuff like that. So I always yeah. thought that the watch seems so disproportionate to the bracelet itself. And I think they've I think, I think they've updated it since then. I think they've gone because I mean I even noticed that like the proportions on like my Black Bay because it's got a twenty two mil bracelet mm -hmm. and then it tapers down. And I and you kind of think, well, if they can, like, if you can do it with a watch that's that's a couple mil smaller than what the, because that's a forty what forty four. Uh, I think it's forty four, yeah. Yeah, and it's thick too. It's like it's like yeah. sixteen or seventeen mil, isn't it? Like it's a that's a chunky piece. I mean, somehow it's quite comparable in terms of volume to, uh, let's say, a Panerai Luminar. I know that right. you lo you love when I talk about these brands. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, that didn't take long for Panerai to come up again. Yeah, exactly. But compared to the Luminar, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the it's the the case looks really square, square, squarish. Yeah. You know well, the mean. the thing is, is that at least with the the Panerai, you've got a like what is it, a twenty four mil bracelet? Yeah. So proportionally, it doesn't. The watch itself doesn't look as big as it actually is. Absolutely. Whereas with that one, when you're going down to a twenty mil bracelet. You've got a, a really disproportionate watch attached to. Yeah. It looks like the bracelet's wearing its dad's watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that said, it it's a pretty killer watch. <laughs> it's yeah, it's I mean, a great looking, watch. I mean, the the dial itself, uh, it's it's quite, oh, it's quite hold amazing. On a minute. I mean. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Where's Cam gone? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think we just dropped Cam. Is he back? Is he back? Uh, he's back. Yeah, back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. The man is back. So going back to uh, to the deep sea, the I quite like the the dial. The 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 dial. I mean, has some depth um, effect which you don't have on a regular uh, sea dweller, should I say? Uh, but other than that, yes. Once again, the 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 case is just gigantic. And talking, I yeah. mean. Yeah. If you go that way. Have you have you seen the 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 one James Cameron had? Um, uh, oh, the deep sea challenge. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a proper it's like thirty-five mil thick or something ridiculous like that with a big, <laughs> so, something big bullet yeah. crystal on it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the one he strapped to the side of the, the submarine that he went down to the mm -hmm. bottom of the yeah. Mariana's Trench, right? Yeah. What? 
Well, because the other one that uh, they've got, they've got one at uh, the uh, British uh, Science Museum where they've got that watch display. They've got a the the original Rolex um, deep sea yeah. that they did. That's Gigantic got that that cri- that that cr- crystal. Yeah, the dome crystal on it. Yeah. So not not really a no, daily wear. Really. <laughs> I mean, my yeah. Conclu- I mean, conclusion on this watch. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to try it, but I won't buy it. Yeah, I, I think I think the next yeah. the next one to try is the new. I'm not sure. Uh, is it named the Deep Sea? Actually, the new, uh, uh, the, the the most recent one, which is 43 mil with a th- with a, um, a larger strap. The one with the, uh, uh, with the red line. Oh, that's the Sea Dweller 43. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I it's just it's just it's just the new Sea Dweller. So it's got the Cyclops yeah. and it's got the red text. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a Deep yeah. Sea. It's just the Sea Dweller. I've tried that on as well. Yeah, and that that's still yeah, really so big. It just feels too big. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, I I much prefer I much prefer this. Actually, the best out of the lineup I've always thought was the um, your your mm. Sea Dweller, Thomas. Oh, thanks, um, yeah. Like the. <laughs> no, no, it it is, but with it, like, cause it the lugs taper nicely. It's got a really it it really the proportions seem I right. Agree. Um, I mean. I think even the even when they went to the ceramic bezel on that uh, like the Sea Dweller mm-hmm. four thousand uh, when they kind of up, upgraded or quote unquote upgraded yours because it's got the nicer it's got the newer bracelet that's got the milled clasp and everything and it's got the proper like the the uh, the expansion and stuff that was I always found that um, like that that was a really nice proportional one and it wasn't it was always amazing that it wasn't as popular because I guess it was it was that much more expensive than getting. A submariner, and I guess if you're just if you're just desk diving, do you really need to drop the extra like fifteen hundred pounds or two yeah. grand or whatever it was that? It's a considerable chunk more. So yeah, yeah. Now what about what about you, Cam? I believe you have a sort of a surprise for us today. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not currently wearing a watch, so I thought I'd open this in front of you guys. So I had a watch show up the other day because um, like, I happen to now reside. You open the door and here, yeah, there yeah, it just, it just right there. It just no, that, magically that's appears. What he tells his yeah, wife. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, funny you should mention that. This was this was actually a present. It was my birthday last week, um, and this is actually a present from my uh, aunt and uncle, um, and uh, which which just seems completely completely odd. But what what ended up happening is this this thing dropped. Um, uh, a couple, or I guess it was about, I guess around the 26th or the 27th, I was flipping through Instagram, as you do, and um, this thing kind of popped up, and, and it was uh, it was the new G-Shock uh, NASA edition. So, and it comes with, yeah, it comes in this really funky box. Oh, that's cool. It's got the, yeah, and then the, the, uh, the, the actual box itself looks like a, a chunk out of the Saturn that V cool. rocket. <laughs> And yeah, so it's uh, uh, it was really popular. It's now since sold out. Um, I jumped on it right away, and of course, being that it was my birthday last week, and I always get I always get in trouble um, going and buying stuff days before my birthday, and then getting yelled at for it. <laughs> so instead, so instead of doing that, what I did is I got a WhatsApp group with the family and just kind of went. Oh, if uh, if anybody's interested in uh, or or looking for a last minute cruise, and I was just joking, just so that I could get the go ahead to go out and buy Smart it myself move. anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my my uncle jumped on it and said, uh, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Send me send me the link. I'll uh, I'll sort it out for you." So nice. There uh, it is. Cool. It's really so, nice and clean that. But because uh, it's just yeah, no. And because yeah, I found out about this as well, and I was when you told me that. Um, it was on its way, and then I looked into it. It's really good. Yeah, and you're yeah. a true American now. Now that you live there, yeah, absolutely. You got the American <laughs> flag flying on the wrist. Well, and that was well. That was the yeah on the yeah because it's got the little American flag on the keeper. But the that was the other thing is the fact that I just yeah happened to be living in the United States now, so I was actually able to order it. And that was and they were only a lot, uh, they limited it to one per household. So I wasn't even able to get like my wife to jump on there and buy a second one. And when my and my uncle who lives up in Canada, 
uh, tried to order it, it wouldn't allow him to oh, even really? order it. Like he couldn't order it on his card and ha- even have oh, it shipped wow. to me. So I had to. I had. I actually had so you to had order to buy it your own birthday so. present and put someone else's name on it. Yeah. Then, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> basically how it was. Because yeah, it's, it's really nice and clean that NASA edition. Like, there's nothing else on it. Yeah. So I looked into it when you told me you were getting it, and apparently it's to do with if you're going to put the NASA like you're free. People are free to put the NASA logo on things. But they're not allowed yeah. to have the NASA logo alongside another branded logo because you're not allowed to use ah. it as like to say that you're in any way associated with NASA. Oh, that's interesting. So normally when you get like the limited edition G-Shocks, there's always like showing that it's a collaboration. If it's like one of the Gorillas ones, it's like G-Shock Cassio. But NASA yeah. one has to be stripped down white and all it can say on it is NASA and National Aeronautics yeah. Space Administration. Well, and that's and that's what it does. So it says that on the um, on the strap, and then on the like because it's it's the uh, it's the DW fifty six hundred. So it's the original square shape G Shock, and the correct one. yeah, and it's got yeah exactly. Um, it, but it does say G Shock like it's G Shock is embossed on the bezel, mm-hmm. as it like as it is always with it. But there's like but yeah, you're right. It's not it's not lettered. They haven't filled it in or anything like that. So it's just a, a stark white. I really watch, like that. So. That's pretty no, cool. It's, it's cool. And I always end up buying white G-Shocks for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what that is. I, <laughs> I let's 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 get a watch. Let's get a watch that can go anywhere, do anything, and will be dirty within thirty seconds sure. of leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, because the G-Shock you had previously was white as well, wasn't it? That was the one, of the Seven Lucky yeah, Gods one. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the uh, that was the fifty seven hundred case, I think. The rounded one. It's, it was the more, yeah, the more rounded shape. Same, I think it's the same uh, digital module that's in it. And but the uh, yeah, it was shaped, and it was, and it, but it, I mean, to be perfectly honest, they wear the yeah. same. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel, yeah. Don't the only one that doesn't wear the same is I around because we both went to that G Shock event for the seven lucky gods ones together which is where your white one was released and I got this black one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was the yeah, uh, that's yeah, the monster this is one. The yeah. GX50 59 GX50 okay. and this I saw it and I was like oh, that's cool and I get that one and then you put it on you're like oh that's huge. <laughs> and it just sits yeah. like a brick on the wrist. I mean talk about yeah. the James Cameron yeah. like this is I was going to say that kind of puts puts the, the watch yeah, that Thomas yeah. is wearing to shame. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's it's less shocking uh, uh, on on the on this watch than the one I'm wearing in the month. The proportion, I'm saying. Why? Just because yeah. it's a G. What? Just because it's it's a, it's a G Shock? Because it doesn't doesn't weigh yeah, three tons. I really need to get uh, the. Um, I've been dreaming of buying the uh, the GMWB five thousand. Uh, you know the fully polished uh, one, Met- the, oh, the, yeah, the one yeah. with the metal strap. Yeah. Oh, the metal one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I have uh, bigger expenses uh, at the moment uh, than buying another watch. So <laughs> that one I have Why to wait. Why don't you get onto Wish.com? Yeah, it, that's a- Yeah. Go to wish.com and get one of those skimmy ones that are like five quid. Oh, or, 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 or don't. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I know. Once you start getting into that $500 realm with G-Shock, I, that's, that's kind of where you go, you know, I could, I could actually put that money towards I mean I know you can put all money towards it but there's a breaking Absolutely, point yeah. when you get to that price mm-hmm. level where it's like well you know I can if 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 I just put that aside and then put that aside like f- five more times then then and then I've got a, a speedmaster yeah, right I like agree. <laughs> agree. so I, I do you get that with G-Shock like I I really like them and when you get up to the higher end stuff I get it I get what it is and I get why it's expensive yeah. but that gets that gets to a point oh, yeah. where I'm just like, like I don't know. I just yeah, can't, like the, like I the can't MRGs and stuff like that. Spending that much on a G Shock, yeah. even though I know, yeah, what, you I know it's totally quantified, and that you know you're still getting a great watch for the money. But yeah, I can't struggle to do it. Like the Rangeman, I really like the Rangeman, but yeah. it's like eight hundred quid. 
And this is, yeah. um, I keep thinking, oh, I could get like a used Diver 65 for 800 quid. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And what and, and I get and when it gets to that level, it does get to a point. It's like, well, how often are you going to wear it? Like, because uh, it does like especially I find with with the G Shocks and stuff, um, it's kind of like it's like swatches as well, or like some of the the special edition Timexes and uh, like the novelty of them is great and they're not that expensive and they're fun, but I I find when I first I'll, I'll get them I'll wear them. A, a little bit when I first have them and then they sit in a box. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, and I was it's having these things sit in a box and just collect dust yeah, as always. So, I, think, I, I mean, think, this is, sorry to go to you, but I think the reason why, why they end up uh, staying in the box is because you have more interesting and in a way expensive, uh, uh, watches as well. If you were only, let's say you have a, if, all of your watches were around fifty to two hundred dollars uh, watch. I'm sure you will wear them more more often. But because you, you have more interesting of course. Uh, watches, then you end up wearing those watches rather than the uh, than the, the this watch. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure the whole it, the more expensive watches comes into play though, because I've definitely not, got not low end watches that I wear more than expensive ones. It's uh, it comes to the wearability, I think, to a certain extent, and and <clears throat> fit for purpose, that sort of thing. So, and I guess that's that's where like like I was saying earlier is like I end up buying G shocks that are white. Well, there's only certain circumstances, and so a, a G shock you normally buy when you're doing stuff, active stuff, right? Well, the thing is, if you're doing active, if you're going mountain biking and stuff like that with with it, it's which I probably, to be perfectly honest, I probably will with this watch yeah. anyway. <clears throat> is it's um but it it like it just it you're getting a special edition one that you don't really want to yeah. beat up in a watch that's generally known for being able to get yeah. beat up is seems it's a little counterintuitive honest, I, but i thought if anyone here was going to buy, buy a white watch or a white g-shock it would have been thomas because then Oh, because of the white white swatch no, that he bought. No, not because of that, I, but I, for the same <laughs> reason that he can put it on yeah. the end of he can put it on the end of a stick in an emergency and wave it around like a flag. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been? How long have you been working on that joke? Seriously, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, he's yeah, the the whole time we've been talking about white exactly. watches, he's been yeah, he's yeah. been building up to that. That was good. Yeah. The guy was like literally boiling, boiling for the, the, the right moment. <laughs> I was wondering why he was sitting there all antsy and stuff like that, just looking for the opportunity. That's a good point. I forgot that. Um, speaking of watches you don't wear, I forgot, Thomas, that you bought that white System 51. Yeah. And I don't, you never wear it. Not that often because. So if I, I just want to change one word that I said, it's not necessarily a question of price, but a question of, I mean, with price, usually. You get you get a more um, fine watch, a more interesting, uh, and and I'm just not necessarily into plastic watches anyway. So yeah, I always end up wearing yeah. one of the metal ones, and they happen to be more expensive. But uh. yeah, no, no, I'm, I I I see that, and, and but there's I I I do agree with that for the most part. But there's always the exception to the rule, and I think where my exception comes in, I know this is the case with Dave because he mentioned it uh, at the beginning of all of this, is uh, the Seiko Monsters, or like a lot of a lot of Seiko pieces. Like they generally run like um, like when I bought when I bought my first gen Seiko Monster, I paid 160 mm. pounds for that watch, and I mean the fact that they've now gone up, but that was that was the whole point around them. Like they were they were cheap mechanical, well. I was going to say indestructible, but yeah. Dave's proved that wrong. Um, I don't know if it's and, his watch being wrong but, or Dave being wrong. One or the other. I can't decide. Oh, it's Dave. Oh, it's Dave. No, yeah, it's Dave. Definitely. So I, I'm always wrong. Just ask Vicky. <laughs> Rule number one, Dave is always wrong. Rule number two, if, if oh, Dave no. is right, then check rule number one again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with my monster, I got mine for probably about the same price as, as you can. Um, well, you got it soon after. Like, uh, did you get the? I can't remember. 
the 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 lineage of your monsters because you've got a couple yeah. of them. Did you get the, the the Gen two soon after I got my Gen I got one? The gen, Is that I what, got, how yeah, it was? I got this Gen two in about twenty twelve, late twenty twelve maybe. Um, I honestly don't remember. I I I I, I did it. I I think I thought you got it after me, and I did. I I went back and did a bit of research. I didn't get my monster after I got my. Monaco. I got my monster after I got the Bell and Ross, which was 2013. Oh, okay. Then maybe I got the orange one first. So, um, maybe I got the orange you? monster, because that was a gift. Maybe I got that one first, and then I got this one. But I don't... I can't oh, okay. But my point, my point being is that this black monster, I wear so much, and... That means I've definitely, I've definitely got yeah so much I wore it out, um, but there's definitely like other pieces. This probably gets second amount of wrist time after the Snoopy. So oh, okay, and yeah, things I like that. the Deville I've got just sit and don't get worn. Uh, yeah, and even though that is infinitely more interesting <clears throat> from a movement point of view, and it's it a much finer made it- watch and everything, but it just sits because doesn't matter how much it costs or anything like that. It's just I've got a connection with this. Right. And I just love to wear yeah. it all the time. Or use yeah. it as a hammer when you have well, it now that you need to put it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people have a... Um, you would, a, you would a, only a Swiss, find out how Swiss much knife. I'd use it as a hammer if you were closer right now. <laughs> <laughs> some people... Are, Always have a Swiss a Swiss knife uh, with them. Uh, Dave has his uh, Seiko monster, just in case. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, the main topic I think we were going to try to talk about today, after this extended wrist check, was uh, <laughs> our our favorite film watches. So watches that yeah. have made movie appearances. So, um, yes. I don't know if who wants to go first or who wants uh, to pick first or I'll go first. I can go yeah, first you if go you guys want. You start, you start yeah. off. All right. Well, uh, I, yeah, I guess when, when we decided that we were going to talk about this topic, um, the, uh, the one that jumped up for me, um, is, is, and it was always the first to come to mind is I'm going to have to go with the, uh, the Hoyer Monaco from the movie Le Mans. That's a good shout. Uh, yeah. With Steve McQueen. I, um, it's, it's interesting because when I, when I bought the Monaco, um, I didn't really have the direct association thing with Steve McQueen. Uh, I, I wanted the watch because I've just always liked the watch. Thought it was a little bit, it was different. It was, um, I don't know. It, again, it always fit my wrist really well. It just, uh, yeah, I don't know, jumped out at me. And then upon after it was it wasn't really until after I had gotten the watch that I started getting in like you know how you, you get into these things and you start doing a bit of research and you start wondering, well what's the what is the actual lineage of these things and all of us kind of dive deeper and deeper into this stuff and of course that's when um and then it, the the whole Le Mans connection mm-hmm. comes into play, which of course is an interesting connection anyway because it wasn't uh, it was it was back it it was an original product placement type scenario. It wasn't as though it was Steve McQueen's actual watch that he just happened to wear on his wrist while the movie was being made. He was actually approached by Hoyer and they they actually supplied a bunch of timekeepers to the the entire movie. Um, you go through the list. Um, and there's, I mean, there's countless, um, articles and stuff like that, that none of which I will cite because I, I can't remember where any of them are. And they, um, they come down, you get, um, and you, you go, there's, there's an actual, like, uh, the, the actual list of uh, watches that were actually, um, given to the set for, to the prop master of, um, various Carreras, Octavias, um, the stop, the stopwatch timers, all the stuff that was set up, the ones that they had strapped to the clipboards, uh, all of that, and the whole reason that um, uh, it, it sounds like what ended up happening is the reason that they chose the Monaco for Steve McQueen's character is that they had um, more of them to give to the movie because it wasn't no, as really? popular a watch as the other ones. 
Yeah, so they they actually had that's what they, and of course the you the with all with all prop masters have multiples of these things so you can do especially if you're doing a product placement shot so you want one that's like the hero watch that's going to be kept in really good condition so that when they're doing the up close shots of his of his shit like that 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 iconic shot of him doing up his uh, race suit with the with the watch sticking out of his wrist like that sort of thing is going to be the hero watch. And then you've got the other ones that he actually is wearing while he's doing the stunts, and you've got one for the stunt court, like the stunt man and stuff like that. So those things are obviously going to get a little bit more beat up, especially if you're crashing cars and that sort of thing. So um, I think the list of there's about I, it's, my understanding is that there were about six uh, Monaco's used for the filming of that. Um, uh, quite a few of them have gone to auction and stuff like that, garnering. Yeah, you, know, you know, upwards of close to six figures for for those watches, and I mean, you get the original eleven thirty three Bs, which um, Steve McQueen wore and stuff like that. He, um, I mean, they still command. If you get one in in decent shape, there you they can get anywhere between twelve to twenty five thousand yeah, yeah, dollars yeah. for those, depending on the quality, like and what box papers, that sort of thing, provenance, all that. Um, so I said, no, that's, ahead, the film Le Mans, I think, really did a lot of heavy lifting for the Monaco in terms of popularity because like you were saying like absolutely where they had so many of them to they had more of them than anything else because I I believe I'm right in saying this when the Monaco first came out it wasn't meant to be like a sports watch it was oh, no. it was like an avant-garde no, it, design it was meant exactly. for like architects and things like absolutely. that it was like a square watch yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and it was more of like a yeah. design focused avant-garde design to do a square watch and it just didn't really take off until the film Le Mans made it so popular, and 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 then they've put like rally strap uh, uh, to all, I mean, most of them, and 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 embrace the rally or uh, the, not the rally, sorry, the the, the racing uh, vibe. But yeah, you're right; it it wasn't uh, made for that. No, and that was that's the other thing, oh, especially if you look at the watch, because um, obviously the Octavia was the one that was designed to be, or even the Carrera, because both of those. Um, came with you could get a tachymeter scale on the bezel and stuff, so which was which was what you would use a racing chronograph for, and so the, um, uh, and of course the Monaco doesn't have a tachymeter or anything like that. It's a would very stark dial. Well, exactly, and so you've got you've just got the the two registers and um, uh, and so with the uh, the thirty minute counter and the and the twelve hour counter. Um, and there's no, and of course on the 11, on the caliber 11, there wasn't a running seconds on it. It's just the, um, uh, just the chronograph, but, uh, no, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's just a great piece. So, um, I mean, uh, the movie, <laughs> the movie's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it's, uh, you have to be, I find you have to really be into racing to enjoy the movie because the storyline plot line of the movie is a bit soft, but that was it was geared towards but the cinematography if you're if you're into racing it's 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 a great movie to watch um but it's uh but yeah it's it's definitely one that that yeah you have to be into racing which of course i am have been yeah, for we've years been to Le Mans and a few uh, times I mean, together well yeah and uh, yeah we've gone to Le Mans a couple of times together, yeah but thank, so, thank god that you didn't do um, a real time movie cuz otherwise we'll be there forever <laughs> <laughs> The great That's thing about true. that movie is that anyway. it made it made the Monaco like a, a cult icon kind of thing. It made it, it made it an icon out of the watch. The, the watch kind yeah. of became a character in the film. Maybe if not retrospectively, yeah. maybe. But oh, definitely retrospectively. Like, I don't think I don't the think watch I'm... is equally a character in that film as Steve McQueen and anyone else in that film. Yeah, um, and I think taking that on is probably where my pick comes in because I pick is uh, ah. the Patek Philippe from the 2011 film called Drive. Oh, interesting. Uh, right. I don't know if you guys have seen the film with Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling yeah. who plays the driver. Yeah. Um, the watch in that film just takes on like its own sort of character. The way he straps it, he's like, yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you five minutes, whatever happens in five minutes, I'm yours. But that's all you get, and I don't have a gun. I just drive, and then they get in there, and he just straps the watch onto the steering wheel and just waits for five minutes. And yeah, it's yeah. so cool. But um, the interesting thing about that is, as well, is well, 
to first off they how they came to the decision of it that drive was originally a novel and one of the things in the okay. book was that the driver owns very little possessions he doesn't really have anything which is shown in the film is his apartments are empty but one of the things he does have yeah. is a fine wristwatch that was passed down from his father so right and it was actually a decision between the wardrobe guys and ryan gosling to go with patek philippe because the drivers are stunt oh, okay. and a lot of movie stuntmen wear like big dive watches like tough watches not Seiko monsters that they can like smash around yeah. and do what they want with. So it was like a, a real like a antithesis to choose a very small dress watch for him to wear. So right. they wanted this fine dress watch and they're like, yeah, it's got to be Patek Philippe. But you can't actually buy this model from Patek Philippe because it's never existed. <laughs> it was made specifically for the film. But it was, so was it made I don't know Patek, if it's made by was Patek. It? I probably, I can't imagine that it was. I can't imagine that they would have gone out and made one just for the film and we wouldn't all have heard about it. I know yeah. they made about five or six like replicas for the film for filming because they get broken and things like that. But I assume they would have had right. to have had Patek Philippe sign off on using their name. But yeah, yeah. so it's just like a small Calatrava with a small sub-seconds on it and yeah it's just it's such a cool little watch for him to be wearing with the driving gloves and the racing jacket that he wears but it's nice. it's really odd when you watch it yeah. it's when he ties the watch to the wheel he like winds it and goes oh you've got five minutes and sets it and then you hear like a really fast ticking like it's got a chrono on it mm -hmm. but it doesn't and there's no pushes <laughs> or anything it's just a single crown so watching that from as being like hmm. a watch guy, the sound designer, you're like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, it just yeah, seemed a little off. Like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Wait, you, you didn't think it was a high beat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, that's a no, that's a solid pick. I uh, uh, great movie, uh, and actually probably a much better movie than Le Mans. It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> it's, films. It's, it's up there. It's up there in my yeah. top five, maybe favorite films. Yeah. Thomas, what are you about you? Not saying that actually. Yeah, not saying that. I just met some. I just dropped my beer. Hold on. So technically speaking, because uh, Dave made so f so much fun of me last week, I had to take a revenge. So I decided to not take one but two watches just to piss him off. Uh, but I'll be really quick on the second one. Don't piss me off. You just now just seem like a pedantic <laughs> child. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Doesn't piss me off. It just means you have to talk for longer. That pisses me off. <laughs> there you go. That's the same result. Anyway. Um, this is because you text me today saying, I can't decide between these. And I said, it's entirely up to you, which is terrible. I no, actually, so we no, picked, actually, them picked them all? No, because actually, I, I the second one is out of the selection that I sent you anyway. So it doesn't matter. So, all right. Well, let's, 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 let's hear the first one anyway. And if you, if you run long, we'll tell you, you can't tell this us about is, the this, one. This is just like Thomas and Tinder. What one should I have? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's the, why this designer had to uh, come up with the hardest name to pronounce. Uh, uh, Seiko, produce, I mean, designed by Giorgetto Giugiario. How many G can you have in your first and last name? Seriously. Um, if I was Italian, <laughs> I'd pull you up right now like you yeah. did last week to me. Because I'm pretty sure that is not how you say it. <laughs> Probably. Try again. Yeah, my dear Italian friends, I apologize for my bad pronunciation. Anyway, uh, it's the 7A28-7000. Uh. Uh, out of this uh, really strange name is actually the, the watch... Uh, worn by Sydney Weaver in uh, Alien. I had a ah, yes. watch. Yes, exactly. I quite like the, the design. I mean, it's quite interesting because when we look at this watch, at the same time, it looks so uh, 80s style, but it, it really yep. matches the, the, the aesthetic of the movie. Yeah, it does. Definitely. And it's just got that futuristic 80s look. 
Absolutely. about it. So you can you know yeah. it's old enough that it's of that era where what they thought the future was going to look like all had a very similar kind of vibe. Did you did you realize that every time every past movie that we could watch where it's a science fiction movie, you can actually trace back the aesthetic uh, of the particular age that the, the movie was made in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's quite interesting. I mean, no matter if it's a movie from the 50s or the 80s or 2000, the, the aesthetic is supposed to be futuristic, but it's so deep in, in, in well, the, the, the aesthetic of the, of the movie age itself. Is is of the age? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, and and which is funny because then yeah, it dates absolutely. the movie. <laughs> don't you have a version of this watch, Thomas? That you out in Japan? Yeah, I do actually. I so the the original version was grey with um, um, uh, with a yellow and orange uh, um, touch on the dial on the black dial, and I, when I was in yeah. Japan two years ago, two years ago. Well, it, no, it was more. Was that, that two years ago? Wow, three years it ago. It was more than that. Ago. It was three years. Three years ago, yeah. Um, oh wow! I I found uh, one thousand uh, limited. Uh, sorry, limited to one thousand pieces. Uh, only released in Japan, which was fully black. So, the case, the strap, the dial. And only the, uh, the 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 markers were white, so you have the full black uh, set, which I find quite interesting. And I've I've been interesting yeah. in this watch for for quite some time, and I was happy to find the, this one, especially uh, the fact that it was limited. And I bought it in a quite special place in Kyoto, and uh, and um, I brought it back uh, to France with me. So. No, that's really cool. No, the, yeah, and the fact that it was a, a limited Japanese model and you bought it in Japan while you were on yeah. vacation there was, yeah, very cool. And it is a, it's a great-looking great. watch. The only thing, the, the funny thing with that one, I remember you um, and complaining about this as well, sizing the, that bracelet was oh, just yeah. an absolute Absolutely. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool-looking link bracelet on it, but but just getting uh, taking the links out, and stuff was just oh I remember <laughs> <laughs> the way it's set up it's no, not very yeah, user friendly that's I for sure put like a few ki- a few extra kilos every day because so I don't have to uh, change the size of the strap again <laughs> add another link <laughs> well yeah and I mean it's, it 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 does say a lot when you we look at it and it's like why can't they just use a pin and collar yeah. system <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the uh, the design of the watch uh, I mean the fact that the pushers are not on the 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 the, uh, the cylinder cylinder case itself, but on this sort of a box on the side, uh, I'm, I think it's quite. I mean, I find yeah. it quite interesting. And and you're right, the 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 strap links themselves are are not standard. They he really designed the yeah. the, the the entire thing really. No, absolutely. Well, and, the, and I, th- I thought the the whole the whole reason for the way the the pushers on the chronograph were on the side like that that bar that's off to the side was to be able to uh, for ease of use because it's and it is if you think about it like you 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 grip it and you push it down on you're not pushing against the case you're pushing down yeah. on the pusher itself onto that bar. So if you're wearing gloves or something like that while you're using it, being a I, ideally for because it wasn't Jajaro a um, like he's a car designer, yeah, he right? DeLorean. Like he, DeLorean was one of his. Right. Oh, so he's like and the B and the M one and stuff and like that the as Mark well, right? Golf. Yeah, exactly. Did, uh, did he do the Mark One Golf? Yeah. The 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 with oh, okay. these box cool. design from back in the days. Yeah. No, and 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 it, it kind of ties in line with that whole racing chronograph theme. I do find it interesting that all three of our picks were were kind of race yeah, design sure, driven sure. watches for the most part. Oh, I mean, your your watch wasn't Dave, but the the association yeah, with the movie yeah. was was geared towards driving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but well, uh, you're right. Mine it was made for racing, but. Of course, in the movie, they, <laughs> it wasn't important yeah. at all. And it's it's a yeah. pity that the, the the watch actually doesn't uh, uh, doesn't have a proper uh, role in uh, in the movie. I mean, like obviously, watch uh, fans uh, will will um, will um, 
will see. I mean, they, they, they will definitely notice the uh, the watch through the movie, but the watch doesn't play any role in the movie whatsoever, unfortunately. All right. Well, you actually went pretty quick on that oh, one, so I guess you. we can let him talk thank about you. the second watch that he picked. <laughs> the, se- the second one is I. The watch is interesting, but the 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 speech of the character uh, around the watch is way more fun and interesting than the watch itself. I'm talking about the watch in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you have pre- exactly. That's I can't good- remember it. Have I gone blank? It's this. Christopher exactly. Christopher Walken given Bruce Bruce Willis's character his, his dad's watch. So it's cr- oh, I'm gonna need to watch it again. I've got I've drawn a blank. It's oh wow, no it's it's yeah it's a, it's a, it's a pretty iconic watch scene. I'm surprised you. I, I'll let you it's it's go on, Thomas. I've seen Pulp Fiction a grand total of one time. <laughs> yeah, really? I saw on. Pulp Fiction once, maybe like, <laughs> and it wasn't even like super long ago. It was maybe like. Four years ago was the first time I saw Pulp Fiction. But you seen? Oh no, kidding! Uh, so. you, but you seen uh, uh, Drive about thirty times. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! I actually wait, planned on watching it today what, before this it? podcast, but I didn't. Sorry, sorry, Dave. You so actually you you seen um, uh, Drive about thirty times, but technically speaking, was it more for the watch or for Ryan Gosling? <laughs> oh no comment on that <laughs> but the thing is i was i was watching clips of drive earlier on to like just uh just before this just to brush up on it again okay and i was had it on youtube yeah. on the tv and all i heard and it was a ryan gosling on the screen and all i hear from behind me is vicky go Oh, I like him. <laughs> it's just like, oh, thanks. Uh, what's not to like? So to end up the story about the, uh, so my second pick, yeah, it's this uh, classic monologue from uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Walken when uh, in um, Pulp Fiction when he presents, he goes, so basically he's out of the World War, World War One, and... Um, pay a visit to uh, uh, Bruce Willis being uh, a kid and he gave him um, his father a watch which is supposed to be a gold watch and um, without saying any words which will be um, not accepted on this uh, on this podcast uh, let's say that the watch travel on the other side of the world from his father being a prisoner uh, by sticking the, the watch to... into his back pocket, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to... Um, oh, it's he, coming he, back he, to he, me he, now. He had to hide it. Breath. Yeah, he had to hide it, hide it in the only place where he could hide it in a, a prisoner yeah. of war camp. <laughs> <laughs> No, and the uh, and actually, there's if, if, thinking back on that speech and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of that speech that yeah, you just can't repeat because it's not very <laughs> yeah, PC, exactly. let's say. <laughs> so, but anyway, the the, the, the I mean but, uh, the, the 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 watch is I mean yeah, it's a trend uh, uh, watch and uh, uh, sort of design we've seen many many times, but it's still quite interesting with this like, particular found for the, the the numbers and uh, and those quite I'm, I'm not sure how to describe cam you can, you can you can probably help me but how would you describe those particular hours from back in the days oh like the um uh uh art uh the, kind of an art deco yeah kind of yeah um uh, Arabic numeral is that I'm I'm of course I I should really look at the watch to I'm probably way off balance there but the um uh, but yeah the Arabics on it. it it is a very old like uh early 1900s yeah. font style it, it it was it was it was a it, yeah it was like a because it would have been because it started off I think it was his grandfather it was his yeah. grandfather's watch um, um uh, and that that he bought or a great grandfather's watch actually actually bought in the shop I'm, compared to D- uh, Dave I actually didn't watch the movie before so apologize if I made any mistake and I mentioned the father 
could be his grandfather. I'm, I'm not. I'm well, it's it, sure. it, it, there was a, there was a lineage to the whole thing. It was it was his father's watch, but uh, he got it from his grandfather, who may oh, have yeah, got, right. or got yeah, it from yeah, his yeah. father, that sort of thing. And it went down because his because Christopher Walken Walken was coming back from as a uh, prisoner of war in I think it was it was either Korea or Vietnam. I, I'm not sure. It was one of those two wars that he was coming out of. Apologies. And yeah. uh, I think because I think uh, it's it's yeah because again it's been it's been no, a couple of years I, I since I've seen. Right. I think you're way more accurate than the bad description that I made. Uh, to... It's been a while, but you're right. It is um, for for a watch story within a movie. It's probably one of the best. It's definitely it kind of it it really does denote why there's there's an, you end up with an emotional attachment to these <laughs> stupid little. I like things. the fact that you say <laughs> emotional attachment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or in that case, yeah, kind of yeah, a physical exactly. attachment. <laughs> but, it, but you're right; it's one of the only time where there's literally a ten minutes, uh, probably not ten minutes, but a quite long uh, speech about. I mean, literally, talk, I mean, uh, directed into a watch, yeah. into a movie. Well, and and it was, and it became an actual plot point because of it, that was the whole. You had to have you had to have that backstory in order to understand why it was so important for him to go back to his apartment Absolutely. and get that, right? And that was and that was the and that was it, it gets it just a really good piece of filmmaking is is the is the lead up as to why a certain event had to happen and and actually executed. It's, it's yeah, it's a brilliant piece of film. Just so. thing about it, with the going back to the drive one. The thing about Drive is the watch clearly means a lot to the character and it plays a big part. But yeah. the problem with Drive is no one ever talks in that film. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling says like a total of maybe like 20 words in that film. Yeah, just gives yeah. a brooding stare. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, wow. Wow. I can't All believe right. we've actually gone pretty much to time. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Thank God you picked two watches, Thomas. I was <laughs> feeling dead air right now. We <laughs> <laughs> just let the let, let the time run out at the end, <laughs> and then I can just fill in the end about the uh, bit, which will be in there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again, guys. That was uh, that's always always yeah, good to catch to up, you guys, again. And uh, hopefully, once this is all over and we can all move about, maybe we'll do one of these. Face to face, yeah, definitely. That'd be That'd nice. Be really good. But yeah, in a science fiction right, yeah. movie. Wait a minute, can we walk outside? <laughs> <laughs> Are we not living in a science fiction movie right now? <laughs> Probably. It certainly yeah. feels like it. <laughs> uh, All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>